Welcome to another amazing episode of the Path to Podcast Success with your host, audience building and fear crushing podcast expert, Evan Bradley Johnson. Every single week, Evan has powerful conversations with successful entrepreneurs and business owners, revealing the podcast strategies they use to grow their subscribers and sales, and how you can use your podcast to finally get to that next level. Now, turn on your mic and let's start down the path to podcast success. Okay, welcome everyone to another very exciting episode of Path to Podcast Success. I have a guest here with me today that I am very excited to bring on the show. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Jordan Durbano, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, mate. Absolute pleasure to be here. It's all early in the morning here. (laughs) (laughs) Still waking up. Oh yeah, I get it. I have been there. I have been there. So I like to start off in the same place with all my guests, and that is by making sure that everyone uh, listening is on the same page and they have the context that they need to get the most they can out of this conversation. So for those people, go ahead and tell us, what is it that you do? So I run a business called Business Alchemy Academy, um, and basically what our job is, is to help entrepreneurs build businesses that they actually love. Uh, We work with sales teams, we work with um, CEOs, we've got personal coaching programs, sales training programs, and basically we're solving the problem out there um, of entrepreneurs going ahead, spending five, ten years of their life building something that they don't like, and they'll make all the money in the world and then go, oh, hang on a second, now that I'm here, this isn't what I thought it would be. I'm having an ex- existential crisis. I think that's how you say it properly. And you know, I, I, I what, what do I do? What do I do with my career? So we work with people in that route, and we help them either transform the current business that they have into something that is a true representation of their heart, or we help them tear it down and uh, start something else. Exactly. I. I- I love that because a lot of entrepreneurs end up kind of falling into the same trap of what they fear most, which is like, you know, dying in a corporate job, right? I feel like it's a lot of entrepreneurs' biggest fear, you know what I mean? I mean, why why would I wait until I'm 65 to live my life, right? Right? And so like, but that's the problem is a lot of entrepreneurs kind of keep that corporate mindset unknowingly when they jump in. And so they start this business just to make money and it's like, well, I have to stick with it. Right. Like I I have to stick with it. And so they start this business to make some money and then they make some money. But then, you know, how many decades go by? Maybe not decades for everyone, but for some people it is, you know, the years go by and they realize like, well, you know, crap, this isn't even something that I really like. And here I am, you know, wasting my life doing this. So I think that is incredible what you're doing. Yeah, man. Appreciate that. And it's, you know, it's, it's a big problem. It's a big problem. 90% of the people you would speak to in business, you ask them like, what is it What is it that you're actually focused on when you're building this business? And they will give you something other than the actual product, which is just wild. Exactly. It's like, you know, I, lo- I love what I do. You love sitting on a beach. 
what is it that you do? Oh, I build websites or I've got this marketing agency. I've got this coaching business. You love that? Yeah, I, I, love, I love sitting on the beach. I love what I get. Yeah, but it, it, you get off track. Like the thing you're building, are you obsessed with the outcome that the service actually provides to your to your clients? Do you do you love building this thing? Do you love like analyzing the product and figuring out ways to make it better? And ninety percent of entrepreneurs will like if they're honest with you that they, they, it's not the actual thing that they want. Exactly. And that's interesting. It's something that I have, the journey I've been on, right, as we all have, trying to find where that where that spot is. Because for me, growing up, one of my, if not my biggest, one of the things I was always the most confused on when I was growing up was like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Right. Mm. I always get that question when you're young. Right. What do you want to be when you grow up? You know, what do you want to study in college or whatever? And it's like, I never knew. Right. What are you passionate about? I don't know, man. Like, I don't, I don't really know. And so eventually I started asking a different question. Right. It was like, okay, well, what do I want my life to look like? Yeah. Right? What do I want my life to look like? What are my priorities? Right. I want freedom, time, and money. I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to see the people I care about. You know, I want to be able to see my loved ones and spend time with them. And I do not want to be. Uh, enslaved to a job, uh, whether that's a job of my own making or or someone else's. And so how am I going to do that? Well, you know, I found something that really lights me up and I've been able to, you know, you know, and this is kind of, the, you know, as you keep growing a business, like I've been able to outsource the aspects of the business that are like necessary to have a successful business, but isn't something like, you know, uh, you know, you make websites, like you really wake up in the morning, every morning go, yeah, I got to go in and build a website today. Like, I don't know if everyone really is that way. So maybe you outsource the website building and you focus on building the relationships with the clients, right? Because who doesn't like building relationships with people? So like, I don't know if, if this resonates with you and let me know, but I always think think like in a business you don't have to love 100 percent of every aspect of the business because that's just not really how that works yeah, find the yeah, parts yeah, of it you like you're saying are obsessed with and love doing and focus on that yeah and it's you know it, this is this is the thing that um like people sometimes will even will start with what they love some people really do connect to it um i think by by chance at times and others just not Right, but I, I, I do believe that that's that's few, that's few and far between. I think I've said that right, but like, there's not a lot of entrepreneurs that actually are fortunate enough to start off there. I think a lot of entrepreneurs like me, you know, did a lot of different businesses to start off with. Going, no, yeah. no, no, no. But someone, some boss. But I've been there too. And you can't start doing that outsourcing until a little bit down the road, you know, because that does take resources. That does take money. It does. It does. But I do. I do. I have met a few people that did start with something that they truly love, and they're still at it now. And um, the interesting thing is watching them um, do what they love without love. So they're like, you know. They get in, they start to have a bit of success, but then they lose their heart and it's like, I've got to do everything, man. This is my thing. And finding the right staff and setting up teams, setting up systems, all, all the outsourcing or even just building out a functional um, HR department or, you know, whatever it is that's going to take your business to the next level, it goes down the shitter because they've lost... 
they've lost that energy that they came in with. And man, you like people make bad decisions at that point. They make horrible decisions, and then they're like, exactly. Oh, this is not for me anymore. <laughs> it still is, but you've, you know, you, you've lost, you've lost what you had at the start that gave it that, that kick. Exactly. And I think too, uh, one thing that this really is kind of resonating with for me, like one thing that reminds me of is you work to live, you don't live to work, right? Mm. You see a lot of entrepreneurs where like, there's nothing inherently wrong with this, but you do see a lot of entrepreneurs where like their entire life is the business. Like they don't even, they, they don't even sit on a beach, right? Even if they might like it, like the only thing they ever do is I work on the business. Yeah, exactly. Facebook photos to do some advertising. Yeah, exactly. So like that, that's kind of, you're kind of going back full circle to a lot of employees, right? Which is like you live to work. I choose to work to live. Is that something you've seen a lot of your clients struggling with? Um, I get I, like my clients are really in two buckets. So yes, there, there are some that I get that will be in that mindset that, you know, they want to grow. They just want to grow, earn more money earn more money and just keep scaling, scaling. And they're in that mindset. But I've been finding more and more, recently that I do get people that have an idea and they are connected somewhat to what they love, but they've lost the love. They've lost it. And they want and they know the concept um, work to live. They, they've they've experienced that for the time being. But um, I'm finding that a lot of them have lost it and therefore are kind of stuck in this abyss. But in terms of the whole um uh living to work i think I've, I've said that right so yeah living to work i think that is what what that's really a symptom of that i'll speak from experience here is thinking that you need to be someone to survive in this world like you think you need to like for me that was being a closer and a really successful one being like a fucking kick-ass salesperson making money for me, I've made this up since I was a young kid. I need to be a beast to survive. Because if I'm not, this world is fucking dangerous. Um, so, you know, it's it, it's wild, man. It's wild what kind of lives we create when we're not aware of the stories we're telling ourselves, you know? Exactly, exactly. Well, it's cool to hear. And I, we've all experienced that at one point or another, right? But it's cool to hear that you were able to kind of break out of that and and see that that wasn't serving you and that you wanted to live life in a way that was more congruent with you. So how what would you recommend uh, as far as like what, what would be a piece of actionable advice you would give someone listening who perhaps is struggling with something similar? Yeah. Um, well, it's a big topic, man. <laughs> We're talking like, you know, waking up to who you are and back to your heart it's a it's a journey it's a big journey but if i had to i had to split if i had to put it down on one thing i'm gonna give you three things i'm gonna i'm gonna break it into three things and and this is these are going to be very macro there's obviously a lot in these three things that i'm gonna mention but yeah first off like it's it's understanding that you know what what you love the life you love and the life that you think you need to love 
to survive. They're very separate things. So a lot of people that I find when they've got this business, let's say like my me with sales or another client of mine that's got like, let's say, a, a hairdressing salon and it's not really for them or they've got this thing. What they'll try, what, what I tried to do at least, and what my clients try to do at the start is they'll try and drag this thing and build a life that they love around it. And what I constantly say to people is that when you get into the flow of building a life you love, this thing that you've built with like fear and anxiety and stories about you not being enough. That is going to break. It's got to break first. This is the, this is actually an alchemy principle. It's going to break. And you may decide to rebuild this thing, but you can't drag what you used to do and who you used to be into the life you love. You've got to actually be prepared to let that go forward. So what I, um, what I would say to sum up this first point is be prepared to let shit break because – when you decide you want to go for your heart, everything that's not you is going to fall and it's going to scare the shit out of you. So that's like step one, right? Yeah. And I could give you I could give you so many examples on, on how I experienced this in sales calls. But look, I think one that would be really relatable to a lot of people. So I remember um, it been 2020, just before COVID hit, I had this big sales agency where we're closing deals for um, high-ticket coaches. I had a mm. team and I, I was still on the phone for our big clients. And I just made the decision that I was going to shut the closing agency and I was going to move into sales training throughout COVID, right? Don't ask why, but I thought this is the natural transition. <laughs> And uh, I, I said, I'm going to I'm gonna extend this business on for as long as it can stay alive. And then when it just becomes obvious that I need to shut this, whether it's in COVID or whether it's just before, I'll do it. But I'd already made the, the decision that I was going to shut it. Anyhow, I pull up the script that I usually use when I'm, you know, in the closing thing. And when I say that the words couldn't come out of my mouth, with the speed and the ferocity and the tone that I used to do back in the day, it just didn't happen. And I remember sitting back going, I've never struggled to make a cold call in my life um, since I've been in sales, since I like really got going. But that day when I made the decision to shut the business and go in a different direction, my, like I couldn't, it, it just wasn't happening like that. That same flow just crushed. The whole week, I couldn't make calls. I couldn't book appointments and I just put it on my team. Of course, when the lead is down, the team just crushes and my team stopped performing. So it was like, fuck, man, what, what's going on? And someone, and that's when someone gave me this advice. They're like, you know, you've already committed to your heart. You can't like half commit and then go back and go, well, I'll just keep this to keep me safe. It's like, no, 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 you go now. You're going to shut this business. You shut the damn business and you start the next thing. Don't, you know, go, well, I'm shutting it, but I'll stay with it until it shuts itself. It's like, no, no, come in. So that's, that's first thing. Like be prepared for things to break. Now, the second thing is don't need to know how it's going to come together. 
don't need to know. Now, this is coming from a guy that planned out his whole week when it came to sales. I knew $100 a day, 30 conversations, it's going to at least get me five appointments. Five appointments is going to get me on a bad day, one sale, on a really good day for it. Right? I had a whole plan. My whole life is planned. I go, if I just continue to do that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit my income goals. But I found that when it comes to creating something you love, the vision and the feeling behind that vision is more important than the plan. And so many people that make this transition, they, they find it so hard to grasp. They're like, but I need a plan in business. I need to know how this is going to come together. I need to have my everything. It's like, no, you don't. You need to have a vision. You need to hold that vision. And when the opportunities arise to take advantage of them, you need to go. You need to go. And sometimes it will break your plan. You can have a marketing plan and all this stuff mapped out. But a lot of people, what, what usually happens when you come from your heart, you go off the plan and you start creating it other way. And you're like, how the fuck is this coming together? But it's just, it's moving with so much speed. So I say to people, let go of the how, have an idea, but the end result, that feeling and that vision in your mind is, is the most important thing because if you, if you get stuck in the how, then you lose the magic of it all. And then um, last but not least, number three, surprise, surprise, love the thing you build, not the byproducts. Don't, like, if you're doing it because you you want to sit on the beach in Bali or you, you want to, you know, go and spend your days walking around Rome, do that. Like, that's travel. That's not business. Like, do that. I did that. I did that for two years. I allowed myself to go, you know what? All I want to do is travel. I actually don't want to start a sales training business. So I shut the, shut the agency during COVID. I, I got through borders and all that kind of stuff. And I, I just went traveling, just went traveling. And then when that was out of my system, I started something else. So all I would say to you is that if you make this transition and you shut something that you've hated and you need a break, you need a break. Don't build something so you can have a break. Like, just have a break. You're allowed to do that. That is a really, really cool mindset. Because I've struggled with that in the past as well. Because a lot of people, that's what you think of, right? Like, oh, I want to be traveling and doing all of this, all these different things. So I'm going to build this business to make that happen. And like, okay, yeah, it's good to have goals. But at the same time, like, well, it's going to take you some time to build that business. So you should also enjoy yourself doing that in addition to the traveling. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want to have just one or the other. You can't love traveling and then hate work. Wouldn't you rather just love both? Love both. Man, like I, I'll never forget it. I, so the, the agency shut and I was like, oh, there's this town in um, Australia, you might know it called Byron Bay. It started off with um, traveling in my country, then I went overseas, but so I, I did baby steps. And I was like, I'm very curious about this town. I've never been there, but everybody talks about it. It's just, it's like the Cali of Australia. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. just about to go into lockdown. How am I going to do this? I look around and I go, you know what? I'm in my apartment. There's not much here to sell. I could get it done quickly, get in my car, drive up, get around the border and get to 
this town before before another lockdown happens. Now, a, a constant thing that I share with my clients is when you go with your heart, things things happen pretty fast and it starts to scare you how quickly it all comes together. Evan, when I say that everything in my apartment sold within five days, I mean I put it up, inbox flooded on Messenger, you know, Facebook Marketplace, just flooded. People giving me the prices I wanted for things. They were coming over, picking it up, picking it up, picking it up. Within five days, there was nothing there. Shit, this might actually happen. And um, anyway, long story short, got out of the apartment, just went to Byron. Got in my car, just went to Byron, no work. Now, I'm living in Byron for about two months at this point, and I, I then get, get this desire, I want to continue traveling Australia and then go overseas. Now, that was a clear call, and I could do it because I, you know, I wasn't in a position where I needed to work. But what did I do instead? I go, no, no, no. I'm going to pull up stuff in Byron and I'm going to try and build another business. I, I didn't go, oh, well, I'm, I'm just going to continue traveling and see what happens. I went, no, 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 I'm going to live here for an extra couple months. And once I've got my house, my business and everything set up here, I'm going to travel overseas. Well, when I say that I struggled for the next two months in Byron, did I struggle, man? I had no ideas. I, I, I was like, you know, when you're forcing ideas and, and you're coming up with stuff that's just stupid and it's it's not going to work. Yeah. Man, for two months, I had nothing. And eventually, I listened and I just went, just went, just traveled, got over to Bali, went around the world and just gave myself full permission. I don't need to know the next step. I just want to travel. And then when it was done, I knew, came back, and it was obvious, oh, shit, I should get back into coaching. I should do this. I should actually, I should actually create a coaching business. It was just so obvious. But could I, could I have had exactly what it was going to be without the travel? No, because the travel was the next step. That's what I really, really wanted to do. So all I'd say to people is, like, if you're building something – because you love it, great. But if you're building something so you can have something else, just try and have the thing that you really want <laughs> and then circle back later when you've, when you've satisfied that. Exactly. <laughs> I, that's, that's very powerful, I think, because like I said, I mean, a lot of entrepreneurs, it's kind of the mindset they come at it with. I'll build this, then I'll travel. And it's kind of like a fancier version of the I'll be happy when. I'll be happy when I lose 20 pounds. I'll be happy when I have a six-figure business. I'll be happy when I have a seven-figure business, right? Because then you know you get the six-figure business, and then, of course, well, since you have that mindset, you're not happy. So then, oh, okay, I'll be happy when I have a seven-figure business. And then you get that seven-figure business. I'll be happy when I have an eight. Like it just keeps going up and that's just not, you have to be happy now. And a hundred percent, like when you look at your schedule, whether that schedule is just travel or if it's I got call, 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 I got work, this, that a hundred percent of your schedule needs to be something that you enjoy. Of course. I mean, we all have to do every once in a while. You have to, may have to do a task. You don't a hundred percent absolutely love doing, especially if you're just starting out in business, but generally, you know, like, Everything needs to be something you enjoy doing, work and life. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I, look, uh, you know, some people might be listening to this going, oh, he's this Jordan guy talking about, you know, the fluffy life. I'm not talking, but quite often, guys, and I really want you to hear me when I say this, creating what you love will scare the shit out of you and you will, your ego will try and convince you this is not what we should be doing, right? Yeah, and, and so when I say I'm not promoting, like, peace and, uh, you know, the people you see in Bali and what have you, I'm not promoting that at all. Creating what you love is going to really require you to hang with something that I call tension, right? One of my mentors taught me about this a long time ago, but he, he, he was, when I first learned it, the most fascinating thing I found is, is he goes, when you create from your heart, you have to make a choice to continue operating from your heart because your ego is going to attempt to pull you back to your story. But he said, but if you just escape then and, you know, travel and or, or drink or eat shit to, to, to avoid that feeling that you get, then you're out of tension. But hanging with that that thing inside you, it's like, oh, shit, I know I need to do this, but fuck, I feel really insecure about it. He goes, it's actually very creative. It's very creative if you know how to use it. So when, I, when I'm talking about creating a business you love, guys, I am not talking about, you know, going doing yoga retreats and drinking green juice every day. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's work. It's work that will, that will be the most challenging you ever did. So if I had to compare, you know, what I'm creating now in my life to the sales agency, man, sales agency was simple. It's easy. Just pick up a phone and dial the shit out of it. It's going to happen. But there was no hard in that. And over the long term, you know, there were a lot of there were a lot of negative things that happened to me mentally and, and my body and stuff, which were the signs. Stop. This is not good. Um, but right now, you know, I'm training. I'm healthy. But man, when I sit down and I, you know, write a marketing campaign. I'm writing the book that I'm focused on now or sitting with clients. Man, I'm insecure. Probably 90% of the time I'm in this business. Like, I am scared. Oh, my God. (laughs) But when I get to the end result that I want for my clients, man, it's just I I don't want to be doing anything else. I go, this is fucking great. This is awesome. So I just want to make that really clear for anyone listening this journey, like if you really, if you're really committed, and, and you got to make the decision, you know, it, it's not for everyone. Some people are just happy to build a business that makes money, and and that's cool, right? I'm not downgrading that. That's totally fine. But if you're like me and like yourself, Evan, which are, you know, from from what I've heard from your from what you've said today, it's you know, building a business. From your heart is about creative expression and living a life you love. And if that's what you're really after, then yeah, it's it's worth going on and, and know that you're choosing it for that, not not for more money and what have you. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that is incredibly powerful. And Jordan, I think we could probably talk about all of this for hours, but I want to make sure I respect. Yeah. Right. I know we could, (laughs) but I want to make sure I respect your time and the time of our listeners. I want to say, Jordan, thank you for coming on the podcast and sharing these insights because that is a, you gave us a very interesting look into 
a mindset that I think is really, really powerful. And it really resonates with me, how you described everything and just how you live your life. So, so thank you for that. Um, and for people who are interested in you and your work and they want to check out, uh, check out more detail, where can they find you? Yeah, uh, I'm pretty simple, man. I, you know, I've got um, a Facebook group called Superconscious Sales. Um, so everything that I've just spoken about today, we apply it to sales. So if you are someone that sells over the phone or you've got sales teams, we go deep into the energetics, the psychology behind it so you can sell with love and your customers will love buying off you. Um, I've also got my own personal Instagram um, accounts, which is just at Jordan Barno. If you want to connect or tune into my content, that is the best place. But if you want to get like actionable business training, then head to the head to the Facebook group. It's free to join. And don't worry, I don't ask your weird questions to join. You just join and you get approved. Perfect. Hey, that, that makes it easy. I will have exactly. That's the name of the game. I'll have all that linked up in the show notes. I encourage everyone listening to check that out in more detail. And Jordan, thank you again so much for coming on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, man. And thanks for everyone for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode and for supporting the path to podcast success show. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review, letting us know what you think of the show so we can bring you the most value we can from these expert podcasters. Your support helps us reach more people looking to step up their podcast game so that they can continue to grow their brand and spread their message. So again, thank you for listening to this episode of the path to podcast success, and we'll see you in the next episode.